You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bright and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. In fact, the right choice for Daryl Ryder today as the good boys from Smiley One made their way over to his house as he was having some heating problems. And, um, you know, the, the Browns are having heating problems too, but we'll talk about that in a different light. How'd your, uh, how'd your day with Smiley One go there? Fantastic. They did a great job. They uh, figured out what was going on, and I'm back up and running for the first time heat. For the first time in six days, the house is back to 68 degrees. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm so At proud long of last, you. I'm not wearing eight layers around the house. So uh, it feels good. Smi- Smiley one making a service call today to your house. So that's outstanding. All right, Daryl. So let's uh let's regroup. We haven't talked since the game over the weekend because we took the, the holiday off because this team has taken the season off um because they're not going to the playoffs and we just kind of cashed in on an eleven game suspension and now we'll see what's gonna happen towards next year. It's just it's just depressing. I've talked to a lot of people over the last couple of days about what happened and what could have been a lot of, I wish Joe Jacoby Brissett had stayed a quarterback. Um, I, I've heard a lot of that over the last couple of days, which is kind of surprising to me. A lot of people questioning Kevin Stefanski. And that's what happens when you don't make the playoffs. I mean, nothing I'm saying is Mensa. What I am saying is this is a team without an identity and now a leader who got suspended for the first series of, this, of the game the other day, coming off the coldest game in the history of the regular season. A lot of storylines here. So, Daryl, let her rip. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the Browns? Just not not specific topic, but just the way you feel about the team right now. Uh, I, I think they're a rudderless ship. Um, they lack leadership. They lack direction. Um, I think Kevin Stefanski did what he felt was right in regards to the discipline with Miles Garrett, which is the right thing to do because nobody is above uh, team rules. Um, but it's a shame that a team captain had to be disciplined. I've never heard of a team captain getting disciplined by uh, a club before. Let, but... let me just say this. Let me let me give you my two cents on this, too. I, I just think, you know, there's a lot of people that froze their ass off at that game the other day, and I'm not holding back on this one. And if, if these are professional athletes. That, and I, I, look, if he made a mistake, he made a mistake, and he needs to live up to it, and he needs to own up to it, and he needs to talk to everybody about it because right. he's a captain. That's why he's got to hold his head above. But I got to tell you, the Greedy Williams one-play suspension, the Miles Garrett one-series suspension, that's literally crap. 
Who cares? If you really want to suspend somebody and you want to say something, who cares? They're professionals. Take money out of his pocket if you're that mad. Well, oh, they him. did. I mean, those people paid good money to freeze their tushes off to not see him play in the first series of the game. And by the way, I don't know that anybody even realized he didn't play in the first series of the game. But my point is you, you, you've got these people that, that are dedicated to the team. They're fans that want to see the best players in the game play. They, they were in layers. It was the coldest friggin' game in regular season history. And if he's going to screw up, don't penalize the fans for that. Find him. Find him big. That's how you you get. I, I just I don't understand it. That one game or one series suspension, one play suspension. That's ludicrous. Okay, go ahead. Your turn. I don't disagree with you. It's ludicrous. I mean, who are you who are you hurting? The fans? Yes. I I don't think Kevin Stefanski's good leader. Quite frankly, I I mean. I really don't. I, I think he's a good football mind. I think he's a good offensive coordinator. He'll knock your socks off in a room on a whiteboard. I just, good leaders find a way. You know who's a good leader? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's on his third quarterback out in San Francisco. Made Jimmy G work, right? I mean, they excommunicated that dude before he got hurt. They, you know, like good organizations, good teams find ways. All the Browns do is find excuses as to why they can't. So um, I, I don't really have a lot of faith in this regime. They've, they, they've kind of lost me. It, it's nothing personal. I, I, I like Kevin Stefanski personally. I like Andrew Berry personally. But they've lost me. I have no faith that another offseason is going to do a damn bit of good to the Cleveland Browns with these people in charge. None. What's, go hire Sean Payton. Go let him do whatever the hell he wants to do. Make him the football czar, whatever stupid name you want to come up with. Give him a blank check and say, Sean, it's all yours. Please, for the love of everything holy, get your ass in here and win us some football games and hopefully help us win a Super Bowl. Like, I, I just, I I'm not interested in another unimproved coordinator, dude, and a first-time GM and all this other nonsense. Go out, get a proven leader, go get a proven winner, somebody who's done it at the highest level with a franchise quarterback, which is what you have now, and let's get this thing going. I, I just I, I don't trust Stefanski. I don't trust Andrew Barry. I don't trust Paul D. Podesta because the results tell me not to. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who are in a rebuild, Andy. The Steelers are in a rebuild, a transition, whatever you want to call it. Their ass is in front of you in the standings. And they still have a chance to make the playoffs. And they still have a chance to make the playoffs, and your ass has already been eliminated. You're already making your vacation plans for as soon as the game ends January 9th in Pittsburgh. Here's the biggest problem I have with, with the loss on Saturday. We are a cold-weather city that lost to a warm-weather city that plays in the lost dome. Lost to a dome team. We lost, lost to a dome team. And you know what? That maybe perhaps being hindered by not having their two best wide receivers playing in Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, maybe that was a blessing in disguise. Uh, I, you know, that would have been a blessing because it, imagine if the Browns didn't have any of their wide receivers and had to run the ball all game. They you know what the Browns are? They're the victim of being the smartest people in the room. Saints are the fifteenth person that said that to me this week. They really are. They're the victim of being the smartest, and they want you to know they're the smartest people too. We're all a bunch of dummies. They'll, they won't 
come out and tell you, but that's how they think of all of us. We're all a bunch of dummies. And they're the smart people. Well, how come the smart people can't win football games? You know, what is the chief strategy officer doing? Because the strategy Sunday or Saturday against the Saints sucked. Two of the first three plays are throwing the effing ball? What the hell are you doing? Did we not talk about this last week about how the 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 only way you can win in these games is if you run the ball and run it with multiple people right. and and you know you had Ethan Posick back. That's another problem I'm having with this. Like like that offensive My line. Player named not named Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, or Kareem Hunt touched a damn ball in the run game. And Kevin Stefanski's reasoning was well, exchange of the football in those conditions. Hey, guess what? Alvin Kamara and, and, and Taysom Hill had no effing problem with the exchange of the damn ball. None. And you're telling me you're worried about that nonsense. I, I just, I have, I've had it with the excuses. Okay? This is a wins and loss business. This is a results business right now. This is not a rebuild. This is not a retool. This team is supposed to win games, and under Kevin Stefanski, the last two years, they ain't won squat. They're four games below 500. And you got a team in front of you in the division that has surpassed you who doesn't know if they're coming or going. No franchise quarterback, offense in transition, defense in transition, and they're better than you in the standings absolutely inexcusable and embarrassing. That's on Stefanski. That's on Andrew Barry. That's on Paul DePodesta. It's on the entire building. It's on the players, too. Because these players, no sense of urgency this year in that locker room. Everybody's, you know, it's a great locker room. Great, you know, good guys. They're, you know, you know, like, we're not talking about a team of bad apples and, and things like that, like, we we've had here in the past. I mean, they're 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 good dudes, but like, I just don't. I don't think Kevin Stefanski inspires them. I really don't. They play they play for him. That's clear. They do they, they do play for him. They show up for him. But I don't think he inspires them. I don't think. I do think Kevin Stefanski draws the very best out of these guys. Andy, when you watch this team, does it look like you that he is just squeezing every ounce of energy and talent? out of this roster no then why is he the head coach what would their record be with eric mangini let me drop that little nugget on you and we'll come back and we'll talk about the, the future of kevin stefanski it's always game day in cleveland if you like what you're listening to hmm, subscribe to the podcast that's what you need to do subscribe 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 it's so easy you can do that or you can hit us up on social media if you just want to talk to us because we're kind of lonely. It's the holidays, you know? It's like our family kind of blown us off because we're all sitting in our basements doing podcasts. That's what I'm saying. At Game Day CLE on either Instagram or Twitter. We're back right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I hope you like our sponsors, and I'm glad you were listening throughout the break there because we're back for more of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by our friends at Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bright and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. So when we last left, It's Always Game Day, we were having a nice civil conversation about I don't know. What if Eric Mangini was the head coach of this team? What if somebody else was the head coach of this team? Where would they be? What if, Daryl, Jacoby Brissett was still the quarterback of this team? Where would they be? That's a Marvel series, by the way. What if? I know it is. We've done that episode before. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. We did. We did a whole episode. Marvel. Well, this is this is Marvel's What If Browns Edition Season 2. Uh, well, if Eric Mangini was the, was the head coach, the defense would actually know what the hell they're doing. That like That's the first thing, right? Right, you wouldn't be wasting timeouts because they can't count the number of players they're supposed to be having on the field, or what uh, alignment they're supposed to be in, or who's covering what, who. And if Jimmy Haslam walked to the podium tomorrow and said, "We've decided that we're going to let Kevin go and bring Eric Mangini back," would you be okay with that? Still uh, yeah, I only hold if, that thought for another podcast. Then I can. Yeah, I, there, there there would be strings attached to that. I mean, usually there are strings attached when you, you're the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I'd have to attach some strings to that, though. <laughs> Those strings mean you're getting paid after you leave. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> Best severance plan in the National Football League, right? Uh, man, I'm just bummed. I think, you know, we're both really super frustrated because we think that... that I, I don't know what we thought. You know, Daryl, I, I wrote this this week that... The season was over when Deshaun got his 11-game suspension. We're kidding ourselves yeah. on everything else. The season was over when he got the 11-game suspension, and we're all living in Disney World thinking that they were going to go to the playoffs or make the playoffs. And, you know, they they you know I guess if you want to be optimistic, for 15 of the 17 weeks, they were alive for the playoffs. Right. Yay. Yay. It's, um, Here's a ribbon. They, at, you know, they, they have these uh, – <clears throat> when Art Modell built that facility out in Berea, yeah, uh, it always amuses me. Yeah, you, you you look up and there's just these this row of of pink uh, marble. It's got a Browns helmet engraved and the word champions. And the thought process in the entire building has this. It's a ring of this. And the thought process was that the Browns are going to win so many division and conference and Super Bowl championships that they would be engraving various things into these uh, things. So when you so when you go out to Berea, you see all these champions, but they're the champions of nothing because none of them are engraved. It's comical, hilarious, and sad all at the same time because there's the ring of champions on the none of them are engraved. They're the champions of nothing. They haven't won a division since 1989. They you know uh, they have finished uh, higher than third place, uh, I think, twice since 1999, where they finished second. But it's just, it's, otherwise they finish third or fourth every year. And under the Haslam's, they finished no higher than, than third. Even the playoff season, they, you know, the, didn't have the tiebreaker to finish second in the division. So technically they 
finished third out of four teams and, and they're, you know, back to being four of four, but I see, I am not willing to give them a mulligan, but I just kind of feel like Kevin Stefanski coached this year. Like he knew he had a mulligan. Like it just, it didn't matter. Like publicly. Yes, it mattered. Wins and losses mattered, right? We got to go one and know every week. That's his bet. But I just feel like in reality, there's no sense of urgency with this organization to win. Um, uh, they're just, they're just, you didn't feel it. It was just, we're all waiting for four to get back. And then when four gets back, it's about just kind of getting things set up for next, teed up for, for next year. And, and here we are, right. Getting things teed up for next year. And that don't even matter because I, I keep saying it this year to next year, carry over all that. You know what? it's nonsense space filler is what it is. There's no such thing as carryover from one year to the next, not in the national football league. There's no such thing as momentum. You know, I'll go all the way back to, you brought up Eric Mangini. So I'll, I'll, I'll go all the way back to 2009 when they ended up winning their last four games to finish that year, five and 11 Mangini saved his job. Mike Holmgren said, yeah, I just, I can't bring myself to fire this guy after one year. That's wrong as a former coach. I couldn't do that to somebody. So give him the second year. What happened in the second year? It, it, it didn't get better. There was no carryover from the end of the season. Last year, the defense, right? It's all we talked about. How great the defense played in the second half of the season, which they did. Give them their flowers. Oh, they're going to be even better this year because everybody's back. Joe Woods, you're number three of him. Yada, 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 right? Well, the defense came out this year and played like crap again in the first half of the season. And that's year three of Joe Woods. And the personnel is pretty much the same on that side of the ball. So I am, it's not that I'm being a hater, Andy. I just, I'm being realistic. There is no carryover. How, it doesn't matter. They doesn't matter what they do the final two weeks. Who cares? You know, you know who cares? The Houston Texans care. They want, an, they want a better draft pick than number 10 overall. Gerald, what if they get smoked the next two weeks? Gonna, I mean, the, the Steelers could still be. What if they get gonna, smoked? What if they get embarrassed by the Steelers? Well, what if I, they I, get embarrassed by the Steelers? I don't see it happening. Everyone wants to go back to Jimmy's days where he learned in Pittsburgh. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, Jimmy Haslam learned. Uh, Jimmy Haslam did. I love when we hear that. Oh, we're like, Jimmy Haslam was a minority owner in Pittsburgh. He knows everything. Can I tell you oh, something? Man. Jimmy Haslam. Minority owner means nothing. It's not against. Hang on a second. It's not against Jimmy. No, no, no. Just no against, I'm not Chris. I mean, when, you're, when you own two or five percent of a team, you don't have any say. No. I don't care who you are. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. He gets a sweet ticket. That's what he gets for his two, two, maybe five percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's no disrespect for Jimmy, but he didn't learn how the Steelers sweep the floors in that building. Okay. No. Let, let alone how they ran a successful operation. I give you the last 10 years. That tells you all he's learned, which was absolutely nothing. Um, so. He's in a bad spot as an owner right now because this team should be winning more than it is. He is fully invested in this leadership group because they have alignment for the first time. It's, you know, it is December and nobody's ready to cut each other's throats and cap people in the knees in the building, at least to my understanding. Because which, they got themselves an 11 week hors d'oeuvre before the main course came right. out. But you understand what I'm saying. So yeah, he's I totally tough get it. I just the building's I, I, not you know the building's not picking itself apart. You know you don't have mutinies going on behind the scenes and and things like that. So he he's in a tough spot, um, and he's a victim of 
his own doing in the fact that, well, they're always making change. And if you fire these guys, then everyone's going to complain that you're not patient, this, that, and the other. My thing is, I don't know that Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have given him enough to be worthy of patience. That's that. That's my argument. Like, um, you know, I the two trades. Any GM could have made the two trades that Andrew Barry made: Deshaun Watson and and Amari Cooper. Good, good. Although football. the Amari Cooper one worked out pretty. I mean, it was. Damn I, I understand. Was a, I'm that, just saying. I'm sorry. I don't you think Amari Cooper is the best trade he's made? Of course, hundred percent. Stole him from stole him from the Cowboys. Totally took advantage of Jerry Jones being pissed off at the guy yep. and the fact that he was making twenty million. Totally jumped on the opportunity. Okay. Yep. But I'm just saying, those trade GMs make those trades all the time. Like, there's nothing unique about what Andrew Barry did there. Okay. There's nothing unique with what he's really done in the draft. Again, we we've gone through the picks. There's five or six really good players over three years that he's drafted, but he's kept pretty much all of them on the rosters which means he's kept a lot of really not good players on the roster because he drafted them. And if you're unwilling to say, yeah, I missed on that guy. We're, you know, uh, yeah, not, not going to work out. See, but he's got, kind of has a pass next year because I mean, he'll be at the point does. next year where some of the older guys will be like, Oh, okay. Well, their time's up, you know, now, like, right. I you've yeah. had three or four years. And I've got Alex. new guys that I've drafted that I can put in. Right. That I've got to, I got to keep the new guys and let them develop. And there have been some guys that have developed, and, and I'm not taking that away. But just like Jed Wills, not a home run at left tackle. Let me tell you, that's that's not gone well. Um, nice kid. Sometimes, yeah, but most of the time, nope, ain't there. Um, you know, he's had, you know, Jack Conklin, they extended him. Okay, that I guess validates that free agent signing. But yeah, I mean, there's just there's not a lot that this guy has done is the GM that has taken this team from a couple of plays away from being in the conference championship game. They're they're back to last place again. So I don't know. Is a fourth offseason of Andrew Barry gonna make this team better? Well, I don't know. That is a great question, my friend. Also, um, why are we watching the next two weeks? <laughs> Help me. We'll talk about it. It's always game day in Cleveland. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. We always enjoy having you. And, you know, if you get a chance, listen to our sponsors. Uh, enjoy our sponsors, especially Smiley One, uh, who's been great to us over the last, you know, a couple weeks, years. They've been on board with our first year, and we appreciate it as we kind of 
wind down the season, then we get, and then we're going to be in draft mode because we're going to do. Oh, wait a second, I don't think we'll do that. Then I ask this question, then Daryl, why? Why are we still watching? Because we're all sadomasochists. That's not a bad answer. You said you had an answer in the break, and I thought, okay, that was the answer. <laughs> we love the hard part is is that we love this team. We we bleed orange and brown. We have for our entire lives. It's a it's a epidemic that has been put down from generation to generation that makes us every Sunday. And I say it that the Browns are like a religion. I mean, think about it. We all gather together on Sunday, and every eat. Sunday is your penance. That's right. So I, I it just uh, at some point though, like, and I'm going to go back to the Miles Garrett thing here. Forgive us, Father. We have sinned. Our team still sucks. <laughs> That's what Browns fans no are right now, right? <laughs> Isn't there a rhyme that goes to the end of it? Ah, uh, something like that. I'm a lapsed Catholic. What do you want? <clears throat> Terrible. All right. So uh, let me just say, I, I, I mean, we really didn't dive into that. What, what did you think of the fact that? Miles Garrett got a one series suspension. Have you ever heard of that? I, I, I team captain should never have to be disciplined for any re, like, like, so I, I mean, so then here's what you do you rather the discipline should know, be to rip it's, the it's, off his jersey. I, I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm Isn't not that the dip, discipline that if he can't be a leader, then I'm not going to be a captain. Just, I want to make this clear. I'm not dis- disagreeing with Stefanski discipline. And my point is, if you're a team captain, you conduct yourself above reproach. You're a cop. You're a cop in that place, right? You're, you're, Cops can't speed. Cops shouldn't be speeding. Uh-huh. Cops shouldn't be breaking the law. They're held to a higher standard. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Well, I'm saying they're not supposed to. Speaking you know, of we, we, personal we, responsibility. Darryl. Just saying. It, I think, it, it, Thank God he's okay. Yeah. But not smart what he did. Plain and simple. I, no, I, it, it it wasn't. But Daryl, Daryl, do you see my point on how yeah. ridiculous? I'm like, if I'm anywhere in the league, I'm like, they gave their best player a series off as as is, if you really want to make a statement, find rip the take, off his jersey and rip him away. Hundred yeah, I mean, percent. Hundred percent. I don't get it. Don't out for the fans. He, he was out he for the coin toss, though, Andy. He was he was out. He's out for the coin toss. Why are you punishing the fans? What Good that's what they did. The coin toss. Am I right? No, you're 100 percent right. I, I mean, why are we punishing the fans? I don't understand that. What did the fans do to deserve that? They paid good money. They showed that they're the greatest fans in the world by showing up in the coldest temperatures. I, again, I can't let that go. By the and way, then you're gonna turn around and not play him? What by the way, I, I do have to salute the Browns. And this is no sarcasm, this is from the heart. I thought it was really, really smart and really nice of the team to let the fans that held upper deck tickets come yeah, down to the lower, the, the lower portion of the stadium for a better view and also I think may hopefully help to keep people a little warm. So in all seriousness, from bottom of my heart, I thought that was a real nice thing that the Browns did for the fans that showed up that were stuck up in the rafters by inviting them down. Um, but – it feels like if you're a Browns fan right now, Andy, the only thing the organization has to offer you, it's not wins and losses. The only thing the Browns have to offer you, uniforms, face mask colors, Brownie the Elf, you know, voting on logos on the field, 
and things like that. It feels like that's all the Browns have to offer their fans, which is unfortunately really, really sad that that's all the Browns have to offer is face mask colors, logos on the field, you know, uh, smashing a guitar, you know, leading up to the game, dog pound captain. That's all the Browns have to offer you as a fan. Cause it's, it's not the entertainment. It's not the entertainment of winning. It's it, it, you know, all they have to offer is tradition. That's it. That's all the Browns have to offer. What happened 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. That's all the Browns have to offer fans these days. Are you disappointed in the fact that Brownie the Elf was not wearing a Santa hat? I'm going to tell you that I was disappointed. I wanted that elf to have a Santa hat on during that game. I wasn't disappointed because I understood what the grounds crew had to go through just to just so that they could play a game. So, but, you know, they got ripped. They got ripped for the condensation that was on the field, that there was still some snow. on the. Although if you look at where the snow was, this is what I thought, that it was in the ruts where the where the turf was ripped up. Yeah, is that my wrong or am I right? They got to the stadium early in the morning to take the tarp off the field. OK, that is. Um, the field was tarped. I know there was like a lot of criticism because it looked like there was a bunch of snow all over the field and that. And people were like, it hasn't snowed in Cleveland in 12 hours. Why is the entire field wet, you know, white? But they took the tarp off first thing in the morning. And the reason they did that, first of all, it was covered in snow. So they had to get the snow off the tarp then to get the tarp off. So that took right. time. And, and, and so so I'm not going to criticize the field conditions at all. That The Browns have one of the best grounds crews let's put it this way if the browns were as good at football as they are or as, as their grounds crew is at doing their job the browns would be in the playoffs every year and super bowl contenders every year because those are some of the best people in the business they 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 run both facilities both 76 lugros boulevard as well as the stadium, those guys work their asses off and they do a fantastic job. So uh, anyone that was complaining about the field conditions uh, can have themselves a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, and everything else because those people worked really, really hard just to get that place ready to host a game considering all the the, the conditions and stuff like that. Um, Here's an interesting thought for you. Here's an interesting thought. Why can't they? And this might be a little expensive, but why can't they why? build a dome? Well, no. I'm, did you see the survey said that uh, fans are ready for a retractable dome here? By the way, and this is the right time to ask. Are they going to pay for it? I don't know about that, but so no, they're, why they're, couldn't they're, they're, they? And I think about this every time I drive by Cleveland State. Why couldn't they bubble the field when they know there's a snowstorm coming? Yeah, that's and then put heaters just, on it. Though, well, those they do so. The tarp actually has heaters. They put heaters in the end zones by the uprights in that to kind of okay. try to try and keep it as thawed as possible. I'm not a hundred percent certain. I know there's the, the drainage was updated a couple years ago. I'm pretty sure it's it's a heated uh, field too underneath. Like it, it, you know they can. Oh, it's know, a mess. Fall. Jamal White tells me every week that. The reason the field is a mess is because they did put heating pipes underneath to keep the field warm, and, yeah. and that's where the that's where the wear marks are in the middle of the field on the hashes because yeah. of it, that. So, yeah, like my my question is is could they redo that? I mean, rather than 
you know, with a dome. I mean, the field is such an important part of playing there. And we see yeah. that all these new stadiums have a field on a tray where the tray goes in and out. I don't know that they logistically could put a tray They're in at this point. Without- whatever, whatever they ultimately decide to do when it comes to the stadium. And my sneaking suspicion right now is we're stuck with that stadium. And they're just going to do another renovation to it. That's my well, that's my gut. Okay, hang on. Let's go back to the field here for one second because I, I know at Ohio Stadium, what they did at Ohio Stadium when they took the track out, and then they built right. the Jesse Owens. Facility yeah, they dropped the it down. They dropped yeah. the field down, yeah. but they had to go all the way down to the water table, the Olentangy. Now, I, let's let's be honest. We know what's underneath the the turf at the stadium. Garbage. Well, it's yeah, I mean, landfill. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's man made land. So uh, my my question then is. I like I don't understand why they can't put some why couldn't they tarp off <coughs> off the top? So like you take the top row of the north and south stands, you have like tarp a rolling, that off and then just blow heaters on the goes right over the field or whatever. Yeah, I mean I, I think the Browns want to put in a club on on field level before they worry about putting a uh, rolling tarp. <laughs> <laughs> for over the field at this well point, that's you know okay because I, th- that would be the right time to do it if they were going to build suites on the field i, drop I think the field i see i think what they need to do is just build a new stadium build no, a new dome somewhere uh it just they shove that piece of crap into lake Erie where it belongs and and either sell the land for development to go there and build elsewhere or i, I just I'm not a fan of this current stadium. It's, you know, I know that there's people in the Browns organization that are not fans of the current stadium, but they're also understanding of the economics related to it. But I just, the the field is the least of the problems that they, that this organization has. They, they need to spend more time, Andy, fixing the product that plays on the field. That's what needs to happen. It's a good point, Daryl. It's a very good point. Time to land this play. Time to land it. Until we talk again on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, it's been a pleasure speaking with you for the last. <laughs> I feel bad. This was not a happy-go-lucky podcast. It's okay. It was kind of fun. I feel bad. One day, our ship will come in. It, you and... know what? As soon as January 10th gets here, we'll be we'll, we'll flip the optimism switch again, right? The board yeah, gets wiped all clean. And, and we're like, hey, they, if they fix this and do this and this and that, hey, Super Bowl, right? That's what we do every right. year, right? Every we, year. Talk our, we talk ourselves into the greatness that the following season is going to be. So I promise our listeners we'll probably start doing that in early January, the moment the season ends. They're only this away, Andy, from being legit contenders in the AFC. Uh, All right, we made it a full show, and we didn't talk about Baker Mayfield. Maybe we'll do that in the next show. It's always game day in Cleveland for Meredith Kane, our outstanding producer. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And if you like what you're listening to, please, I'm begging you, subscribe to the podcast. Baker has a better winning percentage than Deshaun Watson does with the Rams versus the Browns.